0: This is Live On Purpose Radio, episode 515, How to Be Loving with Danielle Laporte. Now is the only time to create and live the life you love. I'm Dr. Paul Jenkins the positivity psychologist. My job is to connect you to powerful positive psychology principles that immediately upgrade your relationships, business, and mental health. Are you ready? Let's jump in. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live On Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life with another episode of Live On Purpose Radio. I am thrilled today to be joined by Danielle Laporte. I have deemed her a love ambassador, and that's because she's teaching, speaking, creating a new book about how to be loving. Danielle, welcome to Live On Purpose Radio.
1: Thank you. I like that twist, the shrink that expands. That's good. That's good. I see what you did there.
0: Yeah. You know, I got that from a co-host way back before I started podcasting. And I've been doing this since 2007.
1: Wow. Okay. That is original.
0: That is before podcasting was even a thing. And I was doing a talk radio show out of a local radio station here in the Salt Lake City market. And my co-host deemed me the shrink who expands your life. Mm, That's good. It's good. I thought, you know, I kind of like that. I'm going to run with with that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like the love ambassador. It's You just, you take what's useful and you run with it, right? Danielle, would you share with us a little bit about your journey? Before you do, though, I was noticing in some of the promotional materials that I was looking over when we invited you to be on the show. Um, this says you're a member of Oprah's Super Soul 100. And that, is, according to my understanding, is what Oprah feels is a list of people who are uniquely connecting the world in ways that matter. And I don't know if you're going to share that part in your story or not, but I thought, wow, that's kind of cool. That's cool, yeah. Yeah, you are passionate about teaching people how to be loving.
1: Mm-hmm. Why makes the world a better place? It's good for your nervous system. You have better relationships. You sleep better at night. It's good for the environment. I think it's. Uh, I think it's our most natural inclination. I think people are longing to get home to home base home being uh correct identification identifying with your divine nature mm. and we can there are some people who would debate that love is the intelligence That moves things forward. But I'm not even interested in that debate. I'm just a stand for love is the intelligence that evolves us, definitely evolves our consciousness. And I'm interested in that. Yeah.
0: You've thought about this more than most of us have. Mm. I can just tell in the words that you're choosing. And you've got this calming presence about you, Mm. which I'm thinking you have developed Intentionally, on purpose. I mean, this is live on purpose radio, Danielle, right? (laughs) Which means you have a, a purpose and you engage in that purpose intentionally. This is something that you have picked up on that to you represents one of the fundamental principles that will help to move our world forward in healthy and joyful ways.
1: Mm, Healthy and joyful ways. Yes. And yes. Mm -hmm.
0: Were you always this calming, this connected to your purpose (laughs) or did that journey start somewhere that was a little more tumultuous for you?
1: Uh, I feel more like myself than ever. Like, you know, who I am now has always been there. Mm -hmm. And I've had to, like most of us, I think this is part of like, you know, the hero's journey, you get off track, you go, I'm not that. And you get back on track, you go, I'm this. And you have to do that. Like it's this dance of your shadow side and your light side and who you think you are and who you are really. And so, you know, Mm -hmm. I've been like excessively bold, I would say. yeah, Not so much that anymore. I mean, it depends where I am, but um, I'm more myself. That's the journey. You become more of who you really are.
0: And sometimes that involves trying some things on, Mm -hmm. seeing that it's not quite the fit that you're looking for, Mm -hmm. and then getting down to something that is more resonant with who you are, Mm -hmm. who you truly are.
1: Mm -hmm. yeah and we i think we learn through contrast so trying Mm -hmm. on the fit is what i see is we try in the fit of like let's be who my parents wanted me to be let's be who the educational system told me who i should be and we we get we're getting indoctrinated from all levels so we allow ourselves as this is natural human nature we allow ourselves to get programmed with all of the shoulds and the different identities and the belief systems and the dogmas and the personality tests. And then there's some kind of gradual or abrupt awakening. There you go, this isn't it. You know, I went to law school for 10 years and I did all this and I became that, or I married, you know, and go, this is not who I am. And then there's a fracture and then there's usually some suffering around there. And you go, "Ah, okay, that creative tension helped me get to, I am this and we come out more as who we are, whether that's more gentle or more bold or more uh, quiet or more colorful, whatever it is you, you know, off course, on course.
0: And everyone's course is a little different, isn't it?
1: Mm -hmm. And I am, you know, this is how I've changed is but I don't know, 10 years ago i would have given you advice i would have given anybody advice and now i'm just like you are going to figure it out on your own time i'm here to have faith that you will figure it out on your own time i am here to leave lots of room for mystery i don't know what your journey is i am here to have faith in the people's miracles of transformation i mean you're you're a psychotherapist a psychologist
0: i that is my training yes i'm a clinical
1: psychologist and I would say to all of my psychologist, counselor, therapist, friends, like, how do you do this one-on-work with people? Because sometimes you're going to work with people that you don't like and respect. Sometimes you're going to work with people that you have doubts and you're going to work with, with people like so many of us just have repeated patterns, different addiction, behavioral ways of being or substance of ways of being. And the answer I hear, and even from my own, you know, psychotherapist is like, you just have. You're holding space that someone is going to get there, that the healing is possible. And that's what I'm interested in right now, just as a friend and a person, like I'm just gonna hold space. You walk your path. Might not be what I would do. Like, I think you know, sometimes mm. I'm wise enough to see, like, if you continue in this direction, this is gonna go <laughs> to a certain place. There's
0: some predictions you can There's make. There's some yeah. predictions
1: you can make. But I love, I've become fascinated with people's conversion stories. Like, you know, the philandering dude who just became the best, most loyal partner or the criminalized person who comes out and teaches inner city youth how to make a contribution to the community. Like, I love those stories. And there's so many of them. Um, There's so many humans out there saying like, People change, people evolve. Not only do we change and evolve, but if I hadn't been in that dark place, I would never have found out how connected and bright and loving I am. So like I just hold that I'm burning the candle for everybody pretty much.
0: I love the way that you have just presented that to us to hold space for and have faith in their ability to travel their path.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: it's not that you need to jump in and give them advice or try to force it a different direction i have to tell you daniel i have had conversations today Mm. with parents who are so concerned about the path that their children are on and maybe our parents were concerned about the path we were on too i think it's just part of what parents do right but this idea of holding space for and and maintaining some level of faith that you will traverse your path in the perfect timing for you. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it doesn't have to match what I'm expecting. See these and I use the example of parents because they get so attached to the outcomes that I think it disrupts their ability to truly love their children. Totally. The way that I'm defining it in my mind.
1: Yes. Love is love is a lot of things. I, mean, I think love is not a feeling or an emotion. Love is a state of consciousness. But my experience of love, embodying it, is you're really being with what is. You are loving mm-hmm. that person as is. You're really, really, really nice. present. And so you are, of course, we're concerned and we want to keep people out of harm's way. And I think we should try and do that. But there's there's a lot of, there's multiple fine lines of controlling someone because you're uncomfortable. Like someone, you know, your kid yeah. could be so excited and at ease and stoked about what they're doing but it's like it's causing you discomfort that you just keep that on your side of the street not in there Live with your just uh, sit with the discomfort that and if you drill down deep enough you're gonna see this is about you wanting to look good or you wanting to control their life so that your life doesn't get disrupted it's good not got a lot to do with trust um and at the same time you love someone enough you see them clearly enough you've you've built enough of your own wisdom you can predict a few things in terms of they keep this behavior up this is where, where they're going to go you can try and intervene lovingly and then what can you do everybody going to walk their path right
0: and at some point i think we get to let go of those outcomes and reassure ourselves that if that outcome happens mm-hmm. I can still be in a position of love
1: oh yeah yeah love no matter what loved you since before I had you I think this is how God loves like I got, there's nothing you can do It's going to affect my love for you. There's lots of things you can do that are going to be challenging, that are going to be hard for me to accept. I'm going to have to grow and be a more expansive person. But like my love for you is unshakable. And it's my job to keep going back to that place of unshakable love and just keep remembering. This is applicable for all relationships. Like, you know, so many relationships have been so strained over the last couple of years. And my simple exercise is. I think you just you just have to remember why you love somebody. And it's this sounds really light <laughs> and kind of just passing personal development stuff, but this is actually very kind of metaphysical and chemical.
0: Mm-hmm. You
1: use your mind and your free will to recall memories that are pleasant and loving and compassionate. You remember why you fell in love or they lent you the 200 bucks or whatever it is. It shifts your brain chemistry. You start thinking different thoughts. It increases your dopamine, all that kind of stuff. And yeah. But what you could say on a you know spiritual level is like you're opening your mind and seeing the love that's all, always there, and then you go from there. You might have to do that 20 times a day in a relationship. I think we could all, you know, with the world being so divided and polarized right now for so many different reasons, um, we just remember like, oh, right. This is why I love that person. Okay, let's have the conversation from there. Maybe you don't even know that person. Oh, right. We're both human. Mm. Let's have the conversation from there. Oh, right. We're both living the miracle that we showed up. It's a miracle we're here, what it takes to be born, stay alive, and be in the same boardroom at the same time in human history. It's a miracle. Let's like just go from there.
0: Start from there.
1: Start from there.
0: I love that. And trust yourself too. Mm-hmm. Here's what I mean by that we We sometimes fear that we're going to abandon our own principles if certain things happen. Uh-huh. and we just had this conversation in the in the context of parenting, and I work in that space a lot mm-hmm. uh, if people who who view our YouTube channel, for example, they're going to see primarily positive parenting videos there and I keep drumming this home your job is to love them no matter what and even if and
1: ah, the even if that's a real expander that's good that well and you said when
0: you said no matter what it it reminded me okay really no matter what so even if this happens Yes. And trust yourself to be able to do that. I ask parents sometimes, uh, even if they hate you, and they're like, oh, yeah, we've already been there.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah.
0: yeah. Right. Which they don't. I mean, kids don't hate their parents mm-hmm. typically, mm-hmm. but sometimes they'll throw that out in a moment where they're not getting a transactional result that they wanted. Um, but it's a, it's a useful exercise sometimes, I think, to just ask ourselves. Am I prepared to do that, to to go to love, to choose love? You called it earlier a, a state of mind, right? It's a choice. It's not necessarily a feeling, although love, I think, when we truly choose to love instead of whatever other alternatives there are, mm-hmm. we do feel things as a result of that.
1: Yes, yes, that's the result. You have the state of consciousness, and then the result is you feel all these different things. Yeah. You feel happy, you feel joy, you can still feel challenge and heartbreak and still be the embodiment of love. I'm going to see you. I'm going to attend to you. I'm going to care for you no matter what.
0: Right. Which I think if we do that well, we're setting ourselves up for some pain.
1: You mean and with <laughs> regards to parents, say more about that?
0: Yeah, especially in the parenting. But I'm thinking of what you said earlier, Danielle, about how sometimes we abandon the whole love agenda because we're trying to manipulate situations in a way that we don't have to experience certain other feelings that we don't want to feel. Mm -hmm. When you love someone, it's it's almost a guarantee that you're going to feel some pain. Mm -hmm. Because it's hard, especially as a parent, for example, you know, one of the hardest things to do is to watch someone you love making choices that you think are going to bring them difficulties. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And then you project your own feelings onto that because you're not going to like the way you feel when they're having difficulties. And that's where we get into the quagmire. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What if we were to trust ourselves to just feel whatever we're going to feel and choose love anyway? Mm
1: -hmm. That's it. Yes. I mean, yes. That fits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for you, mm-hmm. ah.
0: it's it's something I've been thinking about. I told you before we turned on the mics, Danielle, that I've been thinking a lot about this lately, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm reading a book right now by uh, someone who might be an unlikely source of information on this topic, Steve Young who is an NFL MVP. He, he was mm-hmm. at the Super Bowl. He was the quarterback for the 49ers. He, he was the star quarterback at my alma mater, Brigham Young University. He's um, This was years ago, decades ago now. Um, he's actually a descendant of the namesake of the university, of Brigham Young, mm-hmm. uh, Steve Young. It's part of the same family. But anyway, he wrote a book called The Law of Love. Mm. and something a lot of people don't know about steve is he also graduated from law school he's got the jd he's got some academic credential behind his name as well as you know being able to throw a football um but he he shared something in this book that i found so fascinating he said there's two tracks to this there's a transactional track Mm. And there's a relational track.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And the transactional track prepares us for or trains us and teaches us everything we need to know to be able to move over to the relational track. Mm. And I got to thinking about this. I'm curious what, what your thoughts are as I share this with you. But I thought, you know, the most joyful, rewarding Rich relationships that I have are not transactional. No. We're not keeping score. It's not like I tell my wife, okay, I gave you three hugs. Now, Mm -hmm. there's nothing transactional. It's simply existing together in a loving relationship. Mm -hmm. But we learn that often through the transactional track. You know, going back to parents, hey, do this, and then you can get that. So there's a cause and effect. There's choice and consequence. That's all part of that mm-hmm. track. But then at some point, I think we go to a higher, maybe more sublime experience of that where it's no longer transactional. Mm-hmm. I think, I'm wondering what that triggers for you.
1: Yeah, I think we live in a society of transactional con- connections lack mm-hmm. of connection mm-hmm. um i think we're obsessed with productivity and then we have all these various systems that say if you do this you get this reward if you do this right. you you will be deemed as worthy so we're all really on this kind of um uh this course of just proving ourselves worthy unworthy worthy of divine favor or not it's right. it's it's crazy making it's crazy making and in order to not be transactional to be what football player young guy says uh relational which i would say is the state of love which is where you feel more aligned with your divine self you feel more aligned with divinity self is you actually have to have less attachment to your identity to your small self so it's like for me to hold space for you, for me to not keep score, I have to feel spacious. I have to feel connected to something larger than myself. I have to not be thinking I'm my body, my religion, my identity, my job title. this, like, you know, I'm part of this. I'm part of a whole. You need to feel connected in order to be relational. My observation is people mm. who are transactional feel small. They don't feel powerful. They don't feel connected or supplied by a higher source. And so they can't, like I often get this visual of, you know, we, we're, we've we all got these little kind of barriers, these parameters around us. And when you feel supplied by love and you're really trusting life, you step out. that you could you step out and you give someone their fourth you know fourth hug of the day you can step out and you've got room for somebody else's opinions it's you're not attached to your identity about you being right and so yes and it doesn't mean that you don't have opinions and you don't have a paradigm that runs your life you have standards you have standards of excellence you have ideas about what justice and fairness looks like. You get to still be righteous and be loving. Um, mm. But you have to have love as the base. Otherwise, all of the virtues, I mean, this is one thing I loved writing about and how to be loving is how a virtue so often gets turned into vice, right? It's like, I'm going to be loving. But just with this group of people. I'm going to be loving. I mean, especially as parents. I'm going to, I love you, but only if you do it this mm. way. Mm. So there's all these conditions everywhere. But I think right. we just have so many conditions we haven't dissolved within ourselves. Like we're all just trying to perform, transact. Yeah. You know. Get Which what we, we didn't can, get.
0: We come by it, honestly. I mean, that's yeah. how... Yeah. That's how our culture, our families, or our our society has sort of programmed us. But I'm I'm hearing you inviting us to a higher level. (laughs) To wake up.
1: Yes, I'm interested in the deprogramming, in the unconditioning. And I think how we uncondition ourselves and just really, I mean, this is a conversation about becoming more conscious. That's you know, love is Mm. consciousness is mm, you have to look at the stories of adult and question them all and the stories you tell yourself. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then I think we move to, you've got to want, you've got to aspire, aspire higher. Like, do you mm. want to be more compassionate? Do you want to be more resilient? Like, you know, I have a, I have a my definition of resilience has nothing to do with toughness. Has to do with flexibility, which comes from love, mm-hmm. and you focus on that, and you focus on what's working.
0: Right. You mentioned the book before I turn you loose today. I want to make sure our listeners know about that. It's called "How to Be Loving," as your heart is breaking open and our world is waking up. Mm-hmm. I think that's the subtitle, and that's um, that's going to be available soon. At the time of this recording. Uh, you're still projecting the release of this book to be October of 2022. Is that correct?
1: Correct. Yes.
0: And how can people best connect to you, get connected to the book? Where would you send them?
1: Hmm. You can get the book anywhere in the U.S. I think it's coming out in the U.K., Canada. Um the fun thing that we have going right now is that on Sunday, October 16th, I'm going to do this online event called Church with D and Friends. Mm. And Leanne Rhymes is going to come and open up for us and sing. Another beautiful band called Beautiful Course is going to be there. Reverend Michael Bernard Beckwith. And I'm going to talk about true identity and true identity and divine nature. And if you go buy a couple books, come to our site, let us know that you did that. Then you come into that online event. And I'm also giving people, um, I've created these, uh, we're calling them Loving Reminders every Sunday for a year, just like a quick Danielle audio on how to stay connected to your heart.
0: And I noticed that you have an opportunity to connect to that immediately if you go to your website. Uh, Danielle, let me Danielle, make sure I've got, you got the right. whole website right. DanielleLaporte.com. And that's Danielle spelled with two L's, D-A-N-I-E-L-L-E, and then Laporte, L-A-P-O-R-T-E, all one word, DanielleLaporte.com. And uh, you can get those little reminders, those little boosts every week from Danielle. That's awesome. Danielle, thank you so much for sharing your insights and some wisdom with us today about love it's been so awesome to talk to you
1: it was great to talk to you too i love to hear what you're doing with parents and kids and choosing love yeah thank you
0: well you guys have heard it it's time to do it let's all go live on purpose Mm -hmm. did you get what you came for Give yourself the gift of taking real action on what you realized today. Please share this episode with someone you know would value it and leave us a rating too. It's time now to Live On Purpose.